0: true believers, and strap in as we journey with Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Excelsior. Not to mention the evil genius and brilliant leadership of myself. Open the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! for joining us once again for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. My name is Matt Spectro. I'm a lifelong comic fan, a lifelong superhero fan, a lifelong fan of animation. This is a podcast that explores the exclusive world of animation coming from comic books. We have a couple rules here. Number 1, the one I just said. Number 2, I always team up with someone. It's like Brave and the Bold, Marvel Team Up, DC Comics presents It's Me and a special guest star. And the most important rule, we got to have fun. So, this is a very special first here for Matt Spectro through the multiverse. It's actually going to be two firsts. But the first one now is my guest for the first time ever, the first ever female guest of Matt Spectro through the multiverse, my wife, the most beautiful woman in the world, Jamie Spectro. Hello. Hi. <laughs> that was your cue to-,
0: <laughs> to say something? I don't know. This is my first time ever doing this. so
1: Welcome, Jamie, to Episode 8. I'm glad to be here. All right. This is a first. You're the first female ever to be on my show. Yes. Like myself, you grew up with Star Wars, comic books, Dungeons & Dragons. You were into all that stuff, correct?
0: I was not. <laughs> uh, animation is the only thing I was a fan of. I am a not lifelong fan of or current fan of Star Wars. You're kind of bringing me over to the uh, comic book superhero thing, but yeah, this is close I'm going to get.
1: All right. So we're going to have two first. Not only is it the first female to ever appear in my show, for the first time ever, we are going to discuss a female superhero, a superheroine, if you will. The subject of today's episode is Spider-Woman. We're going back to 1979. For Spider-Woman, the animated series. Now, uh, before we get into that, we'll get in a little bit of a detail on the character of Spider-Woman. Now, here's the interesting thing before we get into this. This is, to my knowledge, the first cartoon ever from DC or Marvel Comics, well, I should say ongoing cartoon series, that was based on a female superhero. There was uh, Isis by Filmation previously, but she was a hero, I believe, created solely by Filmation, not from something. So, it is, uh, to my knowledge, the first ever ongoing female superhero cartoon. We'll get into a little bit of the backstory. Spider Woman was created back in uh, 1977, first appearing in Marvel Spotlight number 32, created by Archie Goodwin and a longtime uh, employee of Marvel Comics, Marie. I'm not sure if it's Severin or Severin. Her creation's a little weird. I looked it up because, you know, there was Spider Man, so uh, Spider Woman. Stan Lee was quoted as saying that he realized that there would be nothing stopping DC or other companies from doing their own Spider-Woman because they didn't own the name. So that's why they created Spider-Woman to stop that from happening, which seems a little flimsy that Marvel Comics had been around for over 15 years at that point. I don't know why he had that epiphany. The more popular theory I looked into is Filmation Animation Studio, who had done ISIS, had done some of the previous DC cartoons in the 60s and 70s, had done the Tarzan cartoon, the real Ghostbusters would go on to do He-Man. They were creating a character called Spider-Woman, no relation to this one or Marvel. The theory is that when Marvel found out about it, they rushed the character into comic books, so then Filmation would not have a leg to stand on. I mean, that sounds more plausible to me, don't you think? I think so. And then they went on to create the character, but it was Web-Woman instead, and... Nobody has ever heard of Web Woman, so you can see Marvel's plan probably uh, worked there.
0: I had actually never heard of Spider Woman, (laughs) so I don't know.
1: That's right, folks. I always bring the expert on to discuss. (laughs) So, um, Spider Woman then originally had this very funky uh, origin of she was a spider who mutated into a female woman, but that was (laughs) very quickly uh, gotten rid of by the time she got her own ongoing series, which lasted about fifty issues. And a lot of the complaints about that was that uh, multiple writers, multiple directions, of why that did not succeed. Now, I also think because of the filmation thing, that's why. Might sound cynical, but that's why she got her own cartoon. Is because they found out filmation was going to do the Spider Woman, so not only did they stopped that, they thought if they were going to do it, then there might be some way to make this work. So we're going to do it instead.
0: Was there a Spider Man cartoon at the time when the Spider Woman cartoon? Not when came
1: it out? came out. The late sixties, there was the Spider Man cartoon. Come on, everybody. You know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, there's whatever a spider can. But that was back in the 60s. That was in the 60s. I the guess. only thing recent was a um, year prior, the, the Fantastic Four cartoon had been on the air. And DC Comics had had the Super Friends cartoon was going on at this time. While on the subject, it's odd to me because DC gets a lot of credit for creating the iconic female characters. Everybody knows Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yes. Everyone knows Batgirl. Supergirl. Most people know Harlequin. Mm -hmm. But you go back to the 70s, I think Marvel deserves a lot more credit because they were actually pushing a lot of female characters in their own comic book. Ms. Marvel, Spider-Woman, Dazzler had her own comic, and She-Hulk as well would go on and have their own comic. So I think Marvel was giving females a lot more opportunities to star in their own book at that time period than DC was, even though DC gets credit from the more iconic female characters.
0: Well, I guess it's more of a quality over-quantity situation there, possibly. Nothing beats
1: Wonder Woman, so. But if you look at those characters I mentioned, Ms. Marvel now had her own movie, which is one of the highest grossing in the MCU. Spider-Woman is slated to get her own movie directed by Olivia Wilde. She-Hulk is getting her own television show on Disney Plus as well.
0: Now, do you think that that's happening because Wonder Woman got her own movie first? I mean, does it not matter where it started? Or
1: um, I would think that, uh, I do think Captain Marvel would not have gotten her movie if it had not been for the success of wonder woman i I stand by that some people might argue that but that is correct so i think this cartoon deserves a lot of credit and it's doesn't get talked about a lot but it really is the first female from dc or marvel to get her own ongoing cartoon back in 1979 this isn't when smash the patriarchy and female empowerment and Things became trendy. It isn't before, you know, the diversity thing became as much trendy. So I think this cartoon deserves a little bit more credit than it gets. Well, I look
0: forward to seeing it and seeing how much credit
1: it deserves. We're going to be watching the very first Spider-Woman cartoon. The original air date, September 22nd, 1979. This was created by, uh, let me see if I can say this right, the Patty Freeling Enterprises, which had done the previous Fantastic Four cartoon about a year before this. They went on to become Marvel Comics Animation, so they were the uh, studio that would become Marvel Comics Animation. Okay. And Stanley did have a hand in creating this. The voice of Spider-Woman was Joan Van Ark, who was most famously known for playing Valerie Ewing on Knotts Landing. Certainly, that's something you know.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch Knotts Landing, (laughs) so no. (laughs)
1: Now, some of the things about this, the producers were uh, David DePatti and Fritz Freeling. Some different things about this than the, it's not a direct adaptation. None of the supporting cast from the cartoon were actually from the comic book. Hardly any villains showed up. Kingpin and Dormammu were the only Marvel villains that ever showed up in all 16 episodes of the show. She had a lot of different powers than she had in the comic. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but she does not have the exact same powers of Spider-Man.
0: Well, that would just make sense. (laughs) Spider-Woman, Spider-Man.
1: But she had a lot of different things added, like clairvoyancy, web lines, venom blasts. She could fly, which none of this she could do in the comic. She could also, when it was convenient, communicate with spiders. Mm. She did not have the ability to cling walls or enhance strength from the comic book, which I found very bizarre because, number one, she's Spider-Woman. Why wouldn't they have her cling walls? And they have her fly. I mean, how many spiders do you know that can't cling to walls but can fly?
0: I think if it can cling to a wall, it can fly.
1: <laughs> and she had no enhanced strength like she did in the comics. So the costume is almost exact. They barely made the costume different, but they changed a lot of her powers and her supporting cast, which is a little weird to me.
0: So she's not strong. She's not super strong?
1: She doesn't have the enhanced strength. Ooh. Now, a common criticism when researching this was that, uh, She seemed to have powers whenever it was convenient for the plot line, so it seemed like they were inventing powers all the time on the show. The writing, that's a lot of the criticism I've heard.
0: Well, from what I see, that seems to be a common theme, that everything seems to be very convenient when it comes to superheroes and their powers.
1: Yes, but like, you know, in the Captain America movie, he doesn't get into problems, then suddenly they invent a new power that, whoops, we forgot to mention this, Captain America has this power. I guess so. So, a little bit strange to me. Also, um they can say what they want. They stole this directly from Wonder Woman. She also spins in a circle to change into her Spider-Woman costume on the cartoon.
0: It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever met in my life.
1: Like Linda Carter had done in the Wonder Woman show, except she spins into a cocoon and then magically appears in her costume. No. You can't tell me that that wasn't directly inspired by the Wonder Woman show with Linda Carter.
0: I can't believe that would be used in two different shows because it's ridiculous. None of us can just spin around and change our clothes.
1: Well, they were trying to come up with something better than Superman, Spider-Man always having their costume underneath their clothes.
0: I love the Superman, Spider-Man costume in a duffel bag or under their clothes or something. That's better.
1: At all times? I mean, sometimes Clark is wearing a suit.
0: So, these outfits are tight enough that you can put a second layer over them. It's like Spanx. The girls can wear it like a Spanx outfit underneath.
1: Um, we're going to get into a little more detail of your opinion on the costume and the character when we get to, we're going to-
0: When I see the costume yes, and the character. Yes, and when we
1: review the episode. Um, yes. This episode, like I said, Pyramids of Terror was the name. Mm. Original air date September 22nd, 1979. Mm. The writer was one Bob Richardson, who had worked in a lot of different things. He worked on the Spider-Man animated show. He worked on- the Spider Man is Amazing Friends. He also worked on the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, Muppet Babies, just to name a few of the things that he had worked on.
0: Okay.
1: I believe he directed every episode of uh, Spider Man the animated series, but you can fact check me. I could be wrong about that.
0: I will trust you on that one.
1: The director was one Jeffrey Scott. He had also worked in animation for a long time, lots of things, including he had worked on the Super Friends, he had also worked on Muppet Babies. The Compa connection. He'd also worked on the very forgotten Plastic Man cartoon, which came out in the early '80s, which a lot of people, a lot of comic fans, even don't seem to talk much about. Uh, the Plastic Man cartoon. He also worked on the Pac Man cartoon and mm. uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Currently working on a cartoon called uh, Monta in Old Galaxy, which I don't know what that is, and my stepsons are probably too old to be watching it at this point.
0: Yes. Now was Muppet Babies a comic?
1: Uh, There was a comic that came out after Muppet Babies appeared in Muppet In Hand first, then they got their own cartoon, and then they would actually have a comic series printed as well.
0: So would that qualify to be on this show since it did have a comic, or does the comic have to come before the cartoon? it has to be
1: based on a comic book.
0: Oh, darn it. I'd be like, let's scrap this and watch some Muppet Babies
1: (laughs) (laughs) for that. And the show only lasted for one season for, I believe, 16 episodes, but it predates- like I said, uh, a lot of the uh, other things. First female. To my knowledge, there's not been very many female-led superhero cartoons. There's been the Powerpuff Girls. Um, there's the, I don't know if it's called Superhero Girls or whatever now, that with the, a lot of the DC characters, and it seemed in a more of a girly type fashion. Why do you think in a whole there aren't a lot of uh, female superhero cartoons? There are a little bit more now, but over the years. I don't know.
0: Me personally, I like my females to be speckled in with the males. I like them to be like I want to see an, an ensemble cast with males and females together. I don't feel a need for an all female led
1: cast. I don't know. So you don't have to identify as much with the character in that sense.
0: No, no, <laughs>
1: no. Uh, and we have a daughter who's very young. So do you think? Uh, It would benefit her to try and watch more female-led cartoons, but not just like Barbie or the My Little Pony or something like that.
0: No, I think it goes both ways. My middle son, Mason, his favorite cartoon was Dora the Explorer. His favorite colors were orange and pink. That's just what he was into. And Abby's wearing a Captain America shirt right now, so that could be what she's into. I don't think that people should ever identify with cartoons, people, anything they see based on gender, its that's just ridiculous to me.
1: Right, well, we're not going to get too philosophical because it's uh, all about fun. My opinion, at a young age, I think it is better to have a little bit more diverse children's programming just because children especially struggle with their own identity, whether it be their gender, their sexuality, their race. So I think it is a good thing to have a little bit more cartoons that they can identify, especially at a young age, because I do think children, one common thing they all have, no matter where you come from, is struggling a little bit with your own identity.
0: I guess that would depend on their age.
1: <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We're getting too philosophical. <laughs> this off the coal. We're all about fun here instead. <laughs> so maybe you'll change your mind after we view Spider-Woman, Pyramids of Terror.
0: Maybe I will. I'm, I'm open-minded enough to
1: consider it. And on that note, we're going to take a break and watch Spider-Woman, Pyramids of Terror. Hopefully you can watch it with us on the break. Stay with us, and when we are back, we're going to review it. Don't go anywhere.
0: Now Supergirl is on Underoos. She makes me feel special, too. Spider-woman's brave and tall. She's how I feel underneath it all. Wearing Underoos is fun. And you You can can choose from more than one. There's Veronica and Betty,
1: too. There's Wonder Woman. Batgirl. And Scooby-Doo. Underoos are fun to wear. Yeah, something super new in Underoos. You can buy fashion underoos where you buy underwear. It's underwear that's fun to wear. It's fun. It's friendly. It's... Waka? Waka waka waka! It's a wonderful world of adventure and imagination. It's Muppet Babies. Come visit with all your favorite friends five days a week. Muppet Babies. They'll
0: make your dreams come true. Wow.
1: Pretty terrific. Weekdays at 7 on Fox Channel 6. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. Look, up on the building, it's Spider-Woman. Then we're back. If not spectral through the multiverse, and we just watched Spider-Woman, Pyramids of Terror. So we're going to get to uh, what you thought overall at the end when we get to the spectrometer. But uh, first of all, what did you think of the costume of Spider-Woman? I thought it was all right. I thought it looked good. Now, when she originally appeared, the hair was tucked into the mask. I personally think it looks much better with the hair coming out of the top of the mask.
0: Oh yeah, the long, flowing hair. I love that.
1: I got to say, I thought the intro music was uh, was very good. Explains the origin as well as has the music in there. I, I thought it was very heroic music. I enjoyed it. Her origin's a little bit similar to Spider-Man of getting bitten by a spider, but in this, her in the, you saw briefly in the origin, her dad injected her with a experimental spider venom, which I don't know why you would do that to your child. Why you thought that? Would.
0: <laughs> you thought she was gonna die. I guess you would do anything. You would inject anything into your body when you think there's a chance you might. Okay. Die if you don't. So
1: uh, I'll remember to uh, hopefully my daughter is never <laughs> sick when you're alone and you're gonna inject her with experimental spider venom. <laughs> exactly. Only if she gets bit by a spider, though, a poisonous one. Um this is the last sort of uh question I'll ask in the somewhat seriousness. This gets discussed a lot with female characters. Do you feel her is sexualized or inappropriate in any way? No, she wasn't at all. This character wasn't. I agree. I feel she's not like Revealing, and you can't really go with the skin-tight thing because all superheroes wear skin-tight clothing.
0: You're not going to be running around in a trash bag. I mean, athletes wear tight clothes. (laughs) So,
1: we open in Egypt. Yeah. The giant sandstorm. You assume it's Egypt because it's pyramids and whatnot. They don't actually say it, but the Middle Eastern woman and child are out there talking, speaking in English, of course.
0: With perfect American accents, (laughs) must say.
1: And then out of nowhere, a pyramid comes up. Just out of the sand, a pyramid just emerges. Yes. And everyone starts bowing to it. And then, inexplicably, we go to Spider-Man, who for some reason is in Egypt. Yes. And he says he has to investigate it. Spider-Man, by the way, this is uh, Peter Souls did the uh, voice. He was actually the same person who voiced Spider-Man in the 60s cartoon, Peter Souls, who tragically just passed away about a week ago. Rest in peace, Peter. You'll be missed. A true legend of the animation world. He did the voice of uh, Spider-Man in the 60s, and he does the voice in this Spider-Woman cartoon as well. By the way, uh, I didn't say it earlier, Spider-Man created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. I can only assume Spider-Man was on the first episode because they wanted to have some familiarity with some people might not know Spider-Woman, get some of his popularity to rub off onto her.
0: I was just going to say that because his role was completely unnecessary in this cartoon, but the only thing I could think of is also starring Spider-Man. Is part of a draw for somebody to watch this in the first place. The
1: wind blows one of the little kids away. Spider-Man helps him. And then he's going to go in to investigate this pyramid. Yes. While he's climbing, a panel opens up. And Spider-Man falls in the pyramid. And then he's in a giant, looks like a tomb. And even says, this place is as dead as a tomb.
0: Yeah, no shortage on the one-liners on
1: this. I'm noticing. (laughs) Um, And then a giant mummy shows up. And Spider-Man tries to web him. And he uh, shoots lasers out of his eyes to melt the webbing and catch Spider-Man when he falls. So it looks like Spider-Man is captured. We then switch to Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, at a museum um, with Jeff, who also works for Justice Magazine, and uh, Billy, who I think is her nephew. Her nephew. Mm -hmm. And for some reason for this picture for the museum, Billy is hell-bent on getting Jessica in the picture. And we're gonna get into this more, but Jeff, really pushy or is it just me? I think he's a bit pushy. And we're gonna get into I more agree. as it goes <laughs> yes, along. Yes, I would like,
0: say there's, there's definitely
1: more to that. So then she has her spider vision, where it's not like the spider sense or Spidey just senses danger. She actually sees a vision of that mummy that had captured Spider-Man.
0: There is absolutely nothing left up to your imagination. It is constant showing you her thoughts, her narrating her thoughts for you. They leave no room for interpretation on what she's thinking, seeing, or feeling at any moment in the entire cartoon.
1: And then the mummy in the museum comes to life. Yes. And Jessica's thinking to herself, she's got to get out of here so she can change it to Spider-Woman.
0: Oh, she's not thinking to herself. She's thinking to everybody out loud. I need to get out of here. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: And then, right then, Jeff is like, you got to get out of here. Yes. So he gives her the perfect excuse to get out of there and change into her Spider-Woman persona.
0: I have to get out of here. You should get out of here. That's the perfect time for me to get out of here.
1: Okay. And then right. uh, Jeff, while defunding tr- the the mummy, gets thrown out the window. <laughs> <laughs> he does.
0: He gets, his his great defense is she's going to get backed out of a window and grab onto a curtain.
1: So she comes in and uh, saves Jeff, first of all. Well, no, she doesn't. She attacks the mummy, shoots him with her venom blast, the first of her many powers that appear in this episode. Yes. And then she somehow, with this, manages to uh freeze the mummy? Is that it, Is that what she did? Yeah. Froze the mummy. <laughs> it just it seemed to take him out. They stop him. She saves Jeff's, gets him on the ground, and he asks her, you know, you gotta go save Jessica. And she conveniently says, you know, I saved Jessica. I'm sure she's fine. She makes an excuse for Jessica not being there. And then for some bizarre reason, Jeff tries to blow off the mummy thing like it's no big deal. Like, oh, well, you know.
0: I agree with that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But then um, Billy tells her, because they go back to Justice Magazine, that there's mummies everywhere. So to look into this, in a truly bizarre part, her desk at Justice Magazine, a giant flat screen TV comes on where she's talking to an army general. (laughs) It is
0: 1979. And she has like... Face timing this army general, I'm like, I don't even understand this technology right now. How, like, it's exactly something we would see now before the something we see now ever existed. It was very strange to me, very out of place to me.
1: She works for a newspaper. Yeah, does she have a direct line to an army sergeant. That is another good question. <laughs> so she brings up what's going on with the mummies, and he's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. We never heard of any mummies. And then right then, a guy off camera hands him a memo. About the mummies everywhere. So they don't know what to do. So Billy breaks out his calculator and he's going to figure out.
0: It's like a Casio. It's like the thing they give you for free at school. Like the little tiny calculator. He like plugs in a couple numbers and he gets all the answers.
1: They're all in Egypt.
0: Yes. All the answers.
1: And then he says, where else would they be? Well, why the hell do you need the damn calculator in the first place? (laughs) This is true. I don't see how a calculator could figure that information out. And they're like, all right, we're going to go. but It's too dangerous for you, Billy. We're going to leave you behind. And anybody who watches anything fiction, you know what that usually means.
0: That Billy is going to hide away and end up going anyways. Yes.
1: So then in the most baffling of things that happen, which there are a lot in this cartoon, they take the Justice helicopter from New York to Egypt. <laughs> yes. I don't know of any helicopter other than like a Black Hawk maybe that could go... <laughs> From New York to Egypt. But apparently theirs can do that. And then, what do you know? Who's hiding in the back of the helicopter? Billy! Yes, Billy. Crazy kid. And even though they say it's foolish and all that, he says they'll need him because he'll be able to read the hieroglyphics. Wow. Yeah. So this kid, or nephew, can read hieroglyphics and with this calculator, his Casio, can deduce where all the mummies on the planet are going to go. So, they land in the desert and... a one of the locals comes by and explains how there's a new pyramid that popped up. And then once again Jessica has another one of her visions. This time it's of a bunch of mummies. So she once again has to get away to change into Spider Woman. This is my
0: favorite She uses the best line right here. I'm gonna let you do the honors of the stupidest thing ever written for TV. Where
1: are you going? Oh, I gotta go. I uh, I think I might have left my cat out. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. I think I might have left my cat
1: out. Got to make a phone call, to make sure she didn't leave her cat out in the middle of Egypt. And then Jeff, being the dumb shit that he is, says, <laughs> "I don't remember Jessica owning any cat."
0: <laughs> because that's the part of the story that doesn't make sense.
1: Not only is Jeff pushy, but he's a goddamn moron. On top of everything else, I got to say, actually, Jessica would be better off leaving him behind. Billy is more useful than he is. So then we go to uh, the mummy. Who this mummy with Spider-Man, by the way? um He is not like the other mummies. He has like the Egyptian headdress. He's got like all that on there. And he explains how he's from another planet. He's been in suspended animation and the pyramids are all ships. And their plan is they're going to mummify everybody on the planet. Yes. Even at this time, we knew what mummies were. You know there were Egyptian kings and pharaohs and whatnot that were wrapped up and whatnot. We are now to believe that this is all some bizarre alien technology. The pyramids I can understand because we're still not one hundred percent sure how the pyramids built, but they're all spaceships, and all the mummies are actually aliens. And he's going to mummify the entire planet. Yes. And then his flying pyramid goes up, and if you he have has it, a
0: fleet of flying pyramids, does.
1: yes. Um, and if you didn't know that, uh, they are all purple. They're not like brown. All these pyramids' ships are purple. Mm-hmm. So maybe the original pyramids were purple back in the day, and over time, wear and faded. tear has faded them.
0: To the sand and stone palette they are today. So
1: uh, Billy and Jeff get into the um, pyramid.
0: They um are looking at this pyramid. They know they're under some sort of attack, and a door opens. They're like, oh, look, a secret passageway. We'll or is to- it an obvious passageway to lure you to your doom? I don't know which one.
1: Apparently... Egypt has no military of any kind at this point. No, No. (laughs) they do not. And they set up an electronic tripwire and start sinking into quicksand. Then Jessica has another vision of them being uh, sinking in the quicksand. Really great music was played at this point. I got to say, I really dug it. And she starts climbing the pyramid and she comes in. She sees the symbols and says, these are scientific symbols of ancient civilizations. What she's deducing that on, I don't know. And I thought Billy was the hieroglyphics expert.
0: Yeah, so Billy's uh, not available at the moment, so she can wing it.
1: And the mummy says, that is correct. (laughs) She knows that perfectly. By the way, the mummy from an ancient civilization, from another planet, who speaks English.
0: With a robot voice, though. Yes. Maybe he's programmed to speak whatever
1: he needs to speak. And then he traps Jessica and says, I've proven how inferior you are, how easily trapped you are. Laughs as walls we'll start to close in on Jessica. Then you found out that uh Khufu is the name of uh this mummy, which I believe is how it's pronounced, was is ironically also the golden age Hawkman, when he was originally a prince in Egypt, was Prince Khufu as well, so I don't know if there's a relation or just a coincidence. <laughs>
0: I would not have any insight on that. But I did notice at this point when you said the walls start closing in, she's like, I got to think fast. And like, she has to think really fast, like four seconds fast. You could see both walls, it's closing in. And then she stops it by simply saying, Wait a minute. And then like the walls stop. Like it was very, I don't know. It's a cartoon. I guess it's not supposed to be realistic, but it's like she was already squished. She was as good as dead at that
1: point. Yeah, we're going to follow up on that in one second. Okay. Uh, He also revealed that Hotep is his alien planet. And all the mummies get into alien ships at this point. Okay. So that is their master plan to mummify all the earthlings. Yes. So yes, then we go back to like you had said, that uh, the walls are closing in. Yes. What can she do? Because she has no enhanced strength. We've already covered that. She has
0: no enhanced strength. Like her back is against one wall. Her feet are against another wall. She has no time, like zero time to get out of this situation.
1: But we've established she can't climb walls, but she can fly. So I'm not sure why she's not using that. I don't know what she's thinking. But instead, she uses her spider telepathy to contact the sand spiders. (laughs) Which at this point, she's become the female Aquaman if he could speak to arachnid instead of fish. And they help her stop the mechanism (laughs) that would have crushed her. Yes. We switch to Billy, Jeff, and Spider-Man are all captured. They have these like electronic things uh, restraining them. And Spidey's like, don't worry, I'm going to save the day. But instead, Spider-Woman shows up and saves the both of them. And Spider-Man is shocked. Like, what? I can't believe it. And she says, Oh, this is... You're expecting maybe the Hulk?
0: At this point, I don't know if it's at exactly this point. Was it now when she claims to have like women's intuition or something like that? What was it? I don't know if it was this point. It probably didn't stick out in your head as much as it stuck out in mine, where she uses the excuse of, women's intuition to know some of the like it's like oh how did you know this how did you know that was going to happen or this going to happen and i noticed she used the excuse so she, maybe she has women's enhanced intuition. women's intuition no it's just a lazy excuse like every <laughs> other thing with the cat and every other thing i don't know it was throwing so, me like at this point i was just like stop talking i it was really frustrating
1: me. And then once again they asked jeff inquires about jessica who spider woman says jessica will meet you at the helicopter Spider-Woman knows a lot about the ins and outs. Maybe that's who Jessica called to check on her cat, with Spider-Woman before she showed up. Yes. Yes. Then we go to London where Spidey's on top of Big Ben and they're, uh, no, he's on top of the ship. I'm apologizing. And the mummies are turning people into mummies in London. Oh, uh, well, you know what? I even wrote a note about this. She has a vision of Spider-Man in London. So Jessica says, we've got to go to London. And they ask why. And she says, Women's intuition. Women's
0: intuition. See, I was and like- And she says,
1: don't ask questions.
0: Yes. And I said that. I made sure to make a note of that too. I said the women's intuition. And I said, I'm going to so use that line from now on. When you question me, I'm going to say women's intuition and don't ask questions. And
1: that's my new go-to line. I, so yeah, you jumped ahead a little bit. I did a yeah. little bit.
0: I wasn't sure. Yeah, like, she had a vision when of when Spidey in,
1: like- in London and she said- <laughs> We gotta get to London when they ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. It's don't ask women's intuition.
0: Women's Yeah, I'm gonna use that from now on.
1: So Spider Man, he's gonna turn these space mummies into spaced out mummies. Oh yeah, I remember you laughing out loud at that cheesy little line. But he gets shot when he's trying to do that, and his, his mummy wrappings start to appear on Spider Man. So that's happening, and then you know that's when we jump to the scene of them going in the helicopter. In the helicopter. Women's <laughs> intuition. So now the helicopter has flown from New York to Egypt. Yes. And now Egypt to London.
0: Yes. On one take of gas.
1: Well, I'm assuming they cut out the boring refueling scenes.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) That's good to know.
1: So she has to figure out a way to turn into Spider-Woman again and save Spidey. So she opens the helicopter door and falls out.
0: No, she like jumps. She legit, as Jessica, jumps out of the helicopter.
1: And on the way down, does her spin, turns into the cocoon, turns into Spider-Woman. And
0: starts flying. Yep.
1: Yep. And save Spider Man.
0: But Billy and Jeff are in the helicopter at this point. Yeah. And she opens the door
1: and she jumps out. Oh, she makes it look like she fell. Oh. Oh. So then we go to the Geneva Institute of Egyptology. Yes. So one more time helicopter from New York to Egypt to London and now Geneva. Yes. And the. Egyptologist helps Spider-Man get out of the mummy wrappings
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and says, good thing because we hadn't been here, you would have been mummified forever. Yes. How he knows this, I have no idea. Just making it up as he goes <laughs> along. And then they say the pyramid angle energy might be the source of their ship. This is ridiculous
0: how they end up defeating <laughs> the mummies. <laughs>
1: and Spider-Woman then says, that's it. I know how to beat them. Yes. Yes. They turn their pyramids into cubes, right? Well, hold on. You, oh, you, sorry. You, you I'm giving like, away the
0: ending. I you like, like to give jumping away the ahead.
1: Ending. I should have said spoilers at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so they fly onto the ship, Spider-Man does, and then it starts chasing Spider-Woman through the streets of London. I should say Spider-Woman fly on the ship. I think I said Spider-Man, but I meant Spider-Woman. So it starts chasing her through the alley. He's all proud of himself because he's got him trapped in the alley. Ah, He does another laugh. (laughs) I've got Spider-Woman trapped. Spider-Man shoots a bunch of webbing and makes a giant web cube around the pyramid ship. Khufu says, oh no, they've discovered our weakness. (laughs) We must (laughs) abort. And him and all the other ships leave Earth. So I just want to make sure I get this straight. Yes. Their weakness is... A cube? Well,
0: any shape. I'm sure they could have turned them into a trapezoid, and they would be just as destroyed.
1: Because if the triangle gets trapped in a square, they've discovered our weakness, and we have to abort. Yes. Their power was their shape. <laughs> so they were just counting on mankind never would be able to design a giant box.
0: <laughs> they um, I maybe were counting us not to figure out that the giant box is there.
1: Once they leave, all the mummies, all the mummified humans all turn back to normal. Yes. No longer mummies. Even though we were just told that it would have been permanent and if it hadn't been unwrapped, Spider Man would have been a mummy forever. Spider Man thanks him before he leaves and says, You really are a super Spider Woman. Hmm. So Spider Man's giving the the, the endorsement. You know, he's patting her on the back. You're okay. She's now got the ringing endorsement from Spider Man. And then. Jessica shows up again. And Jeff and Billy are like, oh, we thought you died. And she says how Spider Woman saved me. Mm -hmm. Now, she keeps showing up out of nowhere. Billy and Jeff can't figure this out. And she's always hanging out with Spider Woman, never appearing in the same place. Jeff and Billy are kind of useless. If she really wasn't Spider Woman, she would be dead like four times over at this point. No thanks to Jeff and Billy. Remember what Jeff says to her?
0: I can't. Was it something about being a woman?
1: Told you this job was too dangerous for a woman.
0: Yes, I did make a note of, yeah, I told you this job was too dangerous for a woman. She plays both sides of the woman card. She starts off with the kind of women can do anything, men can do attitude, and then she squeaks and squeals when a spider crawls on her at the end. It's like you can't have it both ways, you (laughs) either. Like, it's like sometimes she's playing the damsel in distress, and other times she's playing the. The hard dose After woman. he says
1: it's too dangerous for a woman. Yes. Uh, she says, hey, I told you I was brave. Yes. And then the spider goes out and she screams. And she, and she screams and she like a little scary. girl. Yeah, Now, you're not as familiar with comics, but no. she's doing the old Clark Kent of trying to make yourself a bumbling idiot in your secret identity so nobody will ever put two and two together that you're a superhero. So, so she's not really scared of the spider. She's just putting on an act to make it seem like it. So this goddamn moron, Jeff, will never put <laughs> two and two together.
0: We'll see. Jeff is totally written like a bumbling idiot, that's for sure, and
1: I don't know. Not only is he written like an idiot, he's like this chauvinistic idiot. Yes. He's like super friends and close with her, but really doesn't think much of her, apparently from his attitude.
0: I don't think you think, maybe I'm wrong, I'm I'm a girl, but maybe, I don't think you think less of women because you think they need protecting. I think you
1: just want to protect them. Yes, but I wouldn't be so spiteful to point out that, hey, you shouldn't listen to me, you dumb fraud. I told you this was too dangerous <laughs> for you. True.
0: But like wanting her to get to safety and stuff like that, I think is it's just chivalrous. Women try to have it both ways.
1: Uh, you're, you're a fan of Jeff's?
0: Not necessarily. Like <laughs> You know, you shouldn't say things along the lines of, I told you this is a man's job, but you also should try to protect but anybody you feel might need protecting.
1: If you look back, uh, Billy, who's like, a child is like three times more useful than Jeff was in this entire cartoon. In fact, Jeff was more of a hindrance than he was a help. This is true.
0: He flew a helicopter, didn't
1: he? And then, after she pretends to be scared by the spider to throw them off the track, Billy says, "Oh, Aunt Jessica, if only you were as brave as Spider Woman." <laughs> <And> they all <laughs> laugh, and she looks at the camera in a nice little way to wrap up the episode. Yeah, I always love in comics, cartoons. People always say, if you only were as brave as, and they always say the name of the alter ego, you know? Oh, is that something that happens? Yes, all the time. It's not that they say, hey, if only you were as brave as Neil Armstrong or Ronda Rousey or President Obama or another superhero, it's always the superhero they actually are that they don't know that they are. (laughs) Like, they'll always say, oh, Clark, if only you were as brave as Superman. Oh, Peter, if only you were as brave as Spider-Man. They always say, if you're always as brave as the person you actually are. I did not know that was a thing. Well, more with superheroes, with alter egos, because not too many people have alter egos outside of superheroes. That's true. And there you have it, folks. Spider-Woman, the animated series, Pyramids of Terror. Yes. So, it was quite a trip back to uh, 1979, and as we always do at this point in the show, we're going to jump right to the spectrometer. You're gonna rank Spider Woman Pyramids of Terror? Four Spectros being absolute perfection, zero being it really doesn't get any worse than this. How do you rank Spider Woman Pyramids of Terror? And for some reason I just love saying Spider Woman Pyramids of Terror.
0: Pyramids of Teller. T- teller. teller. <laughs> terror Terror. terror. Is she a um yeah. She <laughs> could be. I I find this. St- Tough because you say ranks like kind of among other things, and I do not watch comic cartoons or read comic books, so I'd have to rank
1: it on its own by itself. I mean, you've seen every MCU movie, you've seen those are movies, those are good. I'm saying you've seen things based on superhero forms of entertainment that aren't comic books, superhero movies like
0: Marvel movies, the things that you introduced me to that's entertainment. Cartoons from 1979 about comic book characters I've never heard of. Is that entertainment? I don't know. But um, maybe a two? I wouldn't watch another episode if that's what we're talking about. But I don't know. I don't like that type of anime. I'm not as fond of that type of animation. And it was very, very frustrating to listen to her kind of spell out every single thing she was
1: thinking or gonna do. So maybe a two. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go two and a half. I enjoyed it. The plot was a little questionable. (laughs) Some of it is a nostalgic factor. Animation and music I liked. I liked Spider Woman herself. I like she was the hero. She pretty much did everything. Nobody nobody else was riding on her coat. I should say they were riding on her coattails. Nobody else was saving the day for she was saving the day. Music was good. I wish they uh, had maybe had a real villain. But overall, it, it wasn't bad. I'm going to give it two and a half stars.
0: Is it stars? Are they stars?
1: No, they're not. They're spectros.
0: Okay, yeah. I don't, even say. Know, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the ranking system
0: of my own show. I do because I had to listen to it for 8,000 <laughs> years as you were trying to figure yeah, out. I
1: would give it right. two and a half spectros. If it came out today, I might rank it a little lower, but I'm, I'm also looking through the time period. So I'm going two and a half. The only thing that really irked me was Jeff is useless. He is useless. Useless. Yeah, this is true. I, I don't even think like the female counterparts and male superheroes are wherever as incompetent as he is in this card. Like Lois Lane was didn't have superpowers, but she would investigate. She would do things. She could hold her own. Like he's just a bumbling idiot who seems to inadvertently want to demean Jessica (laughs) throughout the episode.
0: You would actually think based on that information that this show was written yesterday because that seems to be the way things are going. The woman is a superpower. The man is the bumbling idiot. So maybe it was before its time.
1: Also we go by, um, I always ask if a child in 2021 came across Spider-Woman Pyramids of Terror, would they enjoy it?
0: My children are the only children that I would kind of know anything about and they'd watch it.
1: Uh, I think a young child would like it. My daughter watched one with me and she was captivated, but I don't know if you can attest that to the cartoon itself.
0: Uh your daughter watches Family Guy with you and is captivated and South Park with you and is captivated, so um, um
1: I think a young child who was knew something about comics and superheroes would enjoy it. I think they would find it entertaining. They would get a kick out of some of the things that are from that era of animation.
0: Well, I think Corey kind of enjoys that stuff more with you. He's almost 15, like before they started watching that stuff, we kind of just all made fun of you. (laughs) Made fun of you for watching it in the first place, but you've made us come around. But I think he would enjoy it.
1: Like I said, I think the cartoon deserves more credit than it gets. I think it deserves to be in the conversation more. I mean, it is literally the, to my knowledge, it's the only Marvel cartoon based on a female. If I'm wrong, correct me. I think they may have done a Black Widow cartoon recently, but I mean, you're talking 50-year history, and this is the only one. So I don't know why it doesn't get talked about more. So I think it deserves a little more credit than it gets. I think you should check it out if you haven't seen it. I wish they had been a little more truthful with her powers and made them a little bit closer to the comic book. Yeah. It won't mean as much to you if you hadn't read it, but.
0: No, it won't mean as much to me.
1: So uh, what did you think? Did you enjoy Spider Woman Pyramids of Terror? Did you agree with our assessment? Were we incorrect? We want to hear what you think. Go to my social media and let me know. If you liked it more than we did, great. If you hated it, that's okay too. Nobody can take that away from you. I want to thank you all for joining us. Jamie, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. You are a part of history now. I don't know if you know that or not.
0: I am a legend, yes.
1: If you could uh, follow me on uh, Twitter, I am at Matt Spectro. If you go to my Facebook page, Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse Facebook page, follow me, give me a like. I'd appreciate it if you could uh, like my podcast, if you could share it, subscribe, subscribe, Recommend it to your friends. I'd appreciate it. If you'd like to hear uh, future guests or guests returning or particular cartoons you like review, by all means, I want to hear from you. Please go to my social media. Jamie, do you have any thoughts before we leave the multiverse?
0: I don't think I do. It was fun. Thank you.
1: I hope you'll uh, join us again with something, uh, a character you're a little more familiar with. I'm going to make you change your rules and we're going to put Muppet Babies on this bad boy. (laughs) Do you want to hear a Muppet Babies episode? Go to our social media and let us know. Thank you for joining us, and join us again next week for another exciting episode of Mutt Spectro Through the Multiverse.
0: Excelsior!